I don't know what it's called. You have to figure it out over there. All right. But I know <laughs> we, we were talking about standing firm. Amen. Because this is a fight to the finish. Amen. So, Father, we do thank you for your word. We love you and we exalt you and we lift you up. And, Father, we want to hear from heaven. We want to uh, be blessed. And, Lord, we want to do what you want us to do. We're in this fight to win. And, Lord, we know that you are with us and we thank you, Father. We want to be obedient to you. And so we thank and praise you, Father, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this was out of uh, Ephesians 6.10. And so, um, let's see. I don't know if I'm going to start there, though. Because to be honest with you, I don't know where I left off. But let's go to Ephesians 6. Uh, yeah, let's go to Ephesians 6. And let's start at the first, the 14th verse. <clears throat> now, you know, in verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so God is saying, we can't, we cannot fight and win a war in our own strength. We must come in his power, in his might. Amen. Because the Bible says not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. So nothing can be done outside of God's spirit. Nothing can be done outside of God's strength. So the first thing we have to understand is who our enemy is. It's not mama, daddy, sister, brother, husband, wife, but it is the devil. Amen. He is behind everything that goes on negatively in your life. So I think first we have to get that straightened out <clears throat> with uh, within ourselves. And then the second thing we have to understand is that we're not fighting this this fight alone. God is with us. Amen. In fact, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't even be in this fight. And so he is there with us, whether we got ourselves in trouble or whether the Holy Spirit led it. No, the Holy Spirit can lead you into trouble because uh, God has a plan. Amen. But however we we uh, got into whatever we're going through, it's it's a fight and a test of our faith. Amen. But we're coming out strong. But we have to be obedient to come out strong. All we need to do is just hear from God. One word from God can turn the tables. Amen. And I'm telling you, God is turning the tables in 220. Amen. I know a lot of people, you know, are talking about 220, you know, double vision and all of this stuff. But sometimes we need to realize and understand what we are saying. And God really is turning up the volume on our um, power and authority, our anointings. God is is doing everything. He is turning the tables on the devil. He's turning the tables on every bad thing that you're going through. But we must get a word from him. And I think it's pretty clear. I'm thankful that we're intercessors, that I'm an intercessor because we receive... (laughs) <laughs> the prophecy and instructions really easy. 
because we're under the, uh, the authority of a, a prophet. But, but the, think about the local church and they just have a pastor and the pastor may be anointed, may not be anointed. You know, the, um, it, it's just, he, he may have that, uh, anointing as a, an apostle. He may not. He may be a prophet. He may not be. You know, I've heard so many pro- uh, pastors nowadays, especially on Facebook, that say that they are prophets and they're not because they're given a generalized prophecy. Because we know we coming out at some point. After 40 years, the people knew they were coming out. They had to because they were all getting old. They were dying. But they came out because they had to come out. It was time, past time. And so when you tell somebody you coming out, that's not a prophecy. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's why we we need to be careful about what we say and what we do. Amen. Now, God does tell us that. But he would say more than just you coming out. He would, you know, give you some particulars so that you'll know he's speaking directly to you. Amen. But let's go down to verse 14. That's where I want to start. It says, stand therefore. Because we're talking about standing firm. But but the only reason, I mean, the only thing that helps us to stand firm through the trials and through the attacks of and the wiles of the enemy is truth. If we have truth about who we are what we possess, what we can do, you know, where we're seated. All of these things help your faith. And sometimes that's why our faith fails us because we forget who we are. Amen. Hallelujah. We forget that we have delegated authority and that we have power from on high, that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It's easy to forget when you're being attacked. And when you're being pressed on on all sides. And so it's good to get uh, teachings that remind us. Amen. It doesn't mean that we don't know anything. It means that we must be reminded to keep our faith strong. That's why we must keep the word in our hearts, in our ears, in our mouth. Amen. We cannot forget about the force behind the power that we possess. You're not in this by yourself. There's a force behind everything you do and say when you do and say it in the name of the Lord. And so we have to rely on that force. We have to be reminded of who we are in Christ Jesus. So verse 14 says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Amen. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation preparation see some people don't want to be prepared they want to just jump up and start a ministry what's wrong with people they just want to get up and start a ministry because god you know you ever thought about you anointed to stay in your position i i've been in the same position for 25 27 years and i haven't gotten bored yet because it's always something to do i haven't achieved yeah i'm like paul i have not attained but I press forward toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. But some people want to go from here to there in six weeks. And it don't work like that. I mean, it's a lifelong legacy. It's a lifelong, um, what, you know, whatever I'm trying to say. 
but it's a lifelong job. It's not that you, God won't move you forward. It's you got to you, but you have to make an impact where you are. I was sitting one day and I was thinking a few months ago, you know how in the summer the days are longer and you get a little bored. And I was sitting there thinking, I said, man, I should be out doing this and doing that and doing this. And I started thinking about the last time I led somebody to salvation. And I said, you know what? I need to get busy. See, it's enough to do where you are. And so I start to ask God, see, it all starts with you and will come out of your mouth to God. Amen. That's where it starts. God, what do you have me? What would you have me do today? What do you want me to do? Or or you're searching for more. My quest was for more. When I left the traditional church, I needed more. I knew there was more. I didn't know what it was. I knew I was bored where I was. I had grown all I could grow. I looked up and my kids have been in this church for almost 20 years. I had been in there 20 years. And they they was doing the same thing the other kids did on the street, you know. And I'm like, it's time for a change. Because I knew in where I was, I could not be helped any further. And I appreciate the people. Don't get me wrong. I still love that pastor, his wife. I keep in touch with them. There's a lot of ministry that came out of that church, a lot of ministry. So he was on the right road, but they could no longer help me because they didn't, they didn't move in the gifts of the spirit. Amen. And so I had to, uh, go on a quest with God to find more. And, and in that searching for more, I found myself. Amen. And so that's just how it starts. And so I'm thankful that you know, God, see, this is what he does. It's such a, a honor to be an intercessor because he gives you everything you need right in front of you. He's got the right prayers. He's got everything, your timing. He's got your prayer time set aside. Whether you stick to it or not is between you and him. But he's got everything that you need to prosper and to be successful and to excel. And then keep a pipeline with God. So if he wants you to do some extra, it's just like when I was asking him, I said, Dad, I said, I haven't led anybody to the Lord in a long time. And then he corrected me. And he says, a lot of the people that you pray with to receive the baptism, a lot of people that you, you know, I, I was communicating with people through the bread, giving out bad bread from my house. And I thought back, and he brought it to my remembrance, just how much I was, <laughs> you know, doing for him. And so sometimes the devil will tell you you're not doing enough so you can get out and do something you're not supposed to be doing. And so I remembered when he was showing me these things, I remember what he told me years ago. And he told me, carry your corner. Don't try to do too, more than what I've told you to do. Just carry your corner. And see, when people get bored with ministry, they want to start their own ministry. And then you look up there, an apostle. And they're, they're <laughs> and they didn't even fulfill, they didn't even fulfill the, uh, intercessor's obligation. But that's people's flesh. But anyway, I'm thankful to be an intercessor. And a lot of people don't understand it's a, a lifelong assignment. Now he can make you more, but I'm telling you, he will put you in paths. We have, 
we have done we've slowed down but we have been some places and done some things and see you don't know what what impact you're making in the spirit realm and this is what the lord was showing me how much of an impact we have made in these different places that we've gone and prayed and that's why when people say well why you got to go to detroit why do you have to go to toledo way because those prayers are for a specific assigned uh uh place i'll just put it like that and as long as you are where god told you to be that's what's important because those prayers are doing something they're doing something you know it's it's i was getting some kind of revelation about why we were in detroit and i think i shared it with two people but you know it's it's deep you never know but what now i know why i'm there yeah i think i talked to diane about it I know now why we're in Detroit and we're much needed. And, and when I, I was telling her, I was sharing with her, I said, I can't wait to get to rejoice Detroit because it's, it's bad. You think it's the poverty and the rundown houses. That's, that's only the half of it. It's, it's, that's just what God uses to attract people there. And then I, started to remember uh Kevorkian when God sent Barb there to get rid of him. I mean, it's that's the battlefield. I found that out. Detroit is a battlefield. And I'm talking a life or death battlefield. But we got it. We've got it. Uh, we've got it mastered. Be- believe it or not, those prayers in that prayer ma- manual can take care of everything that's wrong with Detroit, Toledo. Look at it. We find out years ago how long we've been in Toledo about since '96, and we're finding out now it's the opioid capital of the United States. We're there for a purpose, you know. We're not far from there, and see all along where we are. Detroit is the magnet for white slavery, or what do you call that? White slavery, human trafficking, the capital. And all this time, we never knew that. We didn't know why we were there. That's why it's good to just obey. And it's so we are very much needed. But I believe we're seeing, we're about to see this thing be overturned. Amen. And so keep praying. Don't ever think your job is minimal. It's not. It's the biggest job you can. And when you get bored, go to God like I did. And he started to show me. All of these things that we're doing. And <laughs> we can't pray these prayers enough. And I believe that's why the enemy has come against this ministry so much. Devil don't want these prayers prayed. I know that for a fact. Now that I knew, but I didn't know everything that was connected to what we're doing. Don't stop praying these prayers. It's vital. It's it's a matter of life and death. So keep on praying. I don't know how I got over there, but I did. So let's go back to 14. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. So what is this saying? Walk in truth. If you don't have truth, and and our truth is we know what we're doing and we know where we're going. We know our assignment. Amen. We're not out here hitting the wind or, or fighting the wind. We're fighting a real enemy, and we're hitting him in the head, I'm telling you. And so um, keep on fighting. And 15 says, and having shod your feet with the preparation, 
which that's the word nobody likes the preparation of the gospel of peace and you cannot preach salvation to anybody if you don't walk in peace how do you walk in peace by trusting god casting your cares upon him amen you must walk in peace so that you can deliver peace to a soul that's that needs to hear it you know when you walk in peace i know one thing god will give you a word and see a seasoned word for the hearer and that's called that's the tongue of the learner he will give you the tongue of the learned where you will speak that thing that that person needs to hear don't tell me god is not using the intercessors he is using us every day amen don't let the devil um what's that word deceive you and we talked about that sunday talked about deception and how he deceives he tries to deceive us all he works on everybody it ain't just one person he works on everybody amen and he, what he wants you to do is stop and he'll try to stop you with these the thing that it said let's see where is that word the wiles of the devil back up in 13 if you don't mind going back it says therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand and so that's what we're doing we're not trying to withstand but we are withstanding that means you're holding back you're blocking like a a antihistamine blocks allergies and you know so you're doing that you're blocking uh anything of the devil that's trying to attack god's people or stop the force of god we are blocking you're withstanding and so this is what we have to do amen you know it, it we have to vigorously oppose bravely resisting what the devil is trying to do and he don't stop he's doing this every day amen and so we have to come against that and and so the devil will try to uh deceive you and this is how his he, he's deceived and i keep going back to this because i know the lord is showing this to me he will the devil will make things seem worse than what they are or he'll make things look like you know he can make things look like something it ain't and so you can't go by how you feel and what you think i don't trust everything that i think i check it in with god amen measure it by the word so in 15 and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel you got to prepare to preach the gospel some people think they they can just get up and say i'm an apostle and we've had people to to do that amen and and not been successful then running away hiding from churches because they took the money and left because they were not see apostles don't take the money money follow apostles nobody told them so you don't get run out of town because you took the money not an apostle amen that's just a little sidebar information hallelujah and it says in verse 16 and above all um 
taking the shield of faith see your faith is your shield it's a shield because the devil can't get to you when you're using your faith and he knows that and why do you think he show you things that ain't real through fear false evidence that seems real he does that because he don't want you to use your faith he's trying to shatter your faith so he can have free reign over your life taking the shield of faith which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one so your faith causes a shield so that you can quench the fiery darts when the devil comes after you or after one of your kids your faith is 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 like a shield and and you can hide behind that shield and verse 17 says and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god so the word of god is like a sword amen but you still have to know how to handle that sword you can't just go chopping into something you get a strategy from god and then you go in and if you do it like that i'm telling you you'll hit the bull's eye every time because see you you kill that devil amen the or the the what's that word the barb used to say the head not the head man but the the strong man you hit that strong man if you get a strategy from God. You can't, you can't just go in there doing stuff. And and the basic religious Christian go in binding stuff, but it don't move. That's because they don't have power, because they don't know who they are. Let me tell you, the best way that you can stay in the loop of who you are is the covenant and the blood understand that covenant and and understand that a covenant cannot be broken and then you will turn into the to the the uh, what's that woman that wouldn't leave that king alone and she kept bothering him i mean he said yeah the persist she was persistent see persistence come from knowing who you are amen and see she knew she knew who she was and even though she was lower than the other people considered lower she says but i still the dogs need bread from the table or what she knew that she deserved to be healed or whatever it is that her daughter deserved to be healed and so she stayed on him and stayed on him and stayed on him you know until she got what she wanted i think of one of those women did jesus like that and she insisted that she get what she wanted because she knew who she was and it was not that she was a big deal but she says okay yeah i know all of that but my daughter need to be healed and i got busted because this girl is a problem to me i just want this done but i know you can do it because i know we deserve it to be done amen and so we have to know who we are in him and the covenant and the blood of Je- see jesus signed that jesus made this covenant with god through his blood he made the covenant with god and there was bloodshed he did that so that we could have what we have salvation healing deliverance prosperity that came all out of the blood amen and the blood made us eligible for um all of these things 
that that Jesus died for. And so we have to remember when your faith get weak. So I'm just telling you what the Lord told me. Remember the covenant and remember the blood. Because this because the test and trial, you will be pressed on every side. May hopefully not. But when you get there, remember the blood and remember the covenant. And covenants cannot be broken. God is not a man that he would lie. He cannot break a covenant. And so you have to remember. And that's remembering and knowing who you are in Christ Jesus and what he's done for you. And if you remember that, you'll start to be persistent. You'll be persistent until you get what you need. Amen. Verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication to in the spirit. And that's another thing. Pray in the spirit more, being watchful to this end and all perseverance and persevere and supplication for all the saints. Go to God with what you need and be specific. This guy, I know him pretty good and I pray for him pretty much off and on. And the other day he he was saying, uh, I got an emergency. God knows what it is. Pray. I want to write on there so bad. No. Because, you know, people want to be mis- mystical. God knows. Pray. That's not right. You're supposed to be specific. You're supposed to even be specific when you go to God. Tell me what you want. Jesus always approached people. Do you want to be healed? You know, what can I do for you? He was specific with those people. He didn't let them get away with that. And so with these people that can't tell you what's wrong but want you to pray, they just full of it. Don't bother me. Because I got stuff to do. I have some real issues. I know what they are. And they, they're taking up all my time. But God knows what it is. And then this other lady, we know her pretty well. She's never been in the ministry. But we know her from way back in the day. And she was saying, I am in tears. Please pray. God knows what it is. People do that to be important. They want to be seen, you know. And so I just do like that. (laughs) Don't have time for that drama. Don't have time. God knows I'm in tears. Make me angry. Amen. So let's see. So praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in tongues. Yeah, if you have to make yourself, pray in tongues. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That means pray for the saints. Amen. So I think I'm I'm going to stop there. And let's see, we did verse 13, having done all to stand, because this is in the evil day. This is what God wants us to do. And he has prepared for us to take a vigorous stand and oppose the things that the devil is doing. It's like this. When you're going through bad stuff, you can open up your mouth. Amen. Open up your mouth because the power of God is in your mouth. So this is what we have to do, knowing who you are, wage a good warfare. You're not waging a good warfare if you don't fight from the under, with the understanding of who you are in Christ Jesus. You must know who you are. 
You must remember the covenant and remember the blood. Hallelujah. Uh, Psalm 51. Let's go there. I'm going to just give you uh, a few a few scriptures. Psalm 51. I'm in tears. Pray. (laughs) All right. 51 verse 6. It says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. See, truth has to be on the inside of you, in your heart, and in your mind, and in your mouth. Truth must be on the inside. And it says... um, and it notices it says you desire truth. See, people that don't desire truth, they don't operate in truth. They just operate in the flesh. Hallelujah. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. So God will reveal wisdom to you on the inside of you. Amen. And that's what we, that's what we need. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me. And I shall be with whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. And hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And do not cast me away from your presence and add and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. I wasn't supposed to read this, but it's good. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Amen. Psalm 91. Let's go to Psalm 91. Verse 4. And in Psalm 91, 4, it says, He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. See, when you in Christ, you can hide from any crazy person. You know, anything that's go- that's hitting you backwards and forwards, you can hide under the cleft of the rock of Jesus. You can hide uh, under the wings of God, you know, under his feathers. That can be your hiding place. And it says in 4B, it says, and under his wings you shall take refuge and his truth shall be your shield and your buckler. So that, that's your armor. Your, so truth, God's truth is your armor. So that's the armor that you wear. You know, but see people take literally, you know, uh, you know, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness and all this girdle of truth. Truth is your armor. Walk in truth. Always search for truth. If you have to search for more, search for more, but you'll find truth. There must be truth, and truth is in the Word of God. Very simple. So always go to the Word of God. When you need refuge, when you're depressed, lonely, whatever, you know, your truth is the Word, and God will never uh, cast you aside. Okay, Psalm 119. Hallelujah. Verse 
verse 42. And it says here, so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. Let's see. Now, why, why did I do that one? Yeah, it's good. Oh, I think I need to go further. For I trust in your word. Amen. So God is saying here to trust in his word. Don't worry about when somebody try to spring something on you. You know, uh, don't worry about what people are trying to do to you. Because you walk, you walk, uh, um, I, I wanted to say, it's kind of like how we, okay, if we're seated in heavenly places, then we walk higher than the evil one. You're walking above all of this principalities and powers because the, the devil is under our feet. So when you walk before men, you're walking higher. Not that you're better, not that you're better, but your mindset is up here where God is. So he can speak to you at all times and, and tell you what you're supposed to say, show you what you're supposed to do. Amen. And then you, that's what comes out of meditating on the word of God. Psalm 119.66. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Amen. So we need to be taught good judgment and knowledge. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher. In other words, teach me your commandments so that they'll mean something to me. Psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the, the, the word of God is give, the word of God gives you direction to show you which way to go. It guides you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is your guide. And so uh, the word is a lamp unto your feet and and the light to your path. Follow the light. Amen. And don't don't be double minded, but follow the light of God. Hallelujah. And the light will clear your path, illuminate your path so you'll know what you're supposed to do. Psalm 119, verse 142. And it says, your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. And your law is truth. So all we really need is to follow God. How do you do that? By staying in his word and allowing the word to guide you. Because it's a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And so that's, it gets to be easy. And God's law, or, you know, is truth. That's your truth. Amen. So put nothing above the word of God. Because it declares truth. The word of God declares your, what's your truth? You know how people see, what's your truth? My truth is the word of God. And because the word of God is the will of God. Amen. And a lot of people, and I used to wonder, God, I want to be in your will. I want, you know, when I still had that religion on me, I want to be in your will. Get in your word. The word is his will. Amen. We can get real crazy. Romans 12, 2. And I'm not going to go there. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You must renew your mind. If you're going to wage a good warfare against the devil, you got to renew your mind. You can't go in just like you are, but God can help you right where you are. But you have to be submitted to him. Amen. You can't have your own ideas. Amen. And you must get uh, being important or you. It can't be about you. Got to be about him because God wants the glory. Then you're competing with God. That's what a lot of people don't, don't understand. You must not compete with God. If God, because let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you. God knows how to give you credit when credit is due. He knows how to do that. Amen. He just does. So renew your mind. See, if we renew our mind, that stuff won't be important. Let the word of God be your 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 standard. In other words, you set your standard by the word of God and you stick with that. And all the rest. See, anything, and, and I used to, I don't know how, and I don't take credit for it, but some kind of way throughout all of my uh, Christian life, when after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I knew whatever I got from God was a plus because I didn't deserve anything. And that's why I, God always gave me whatever I needed. I even asked him for some things I asked for because some things I needed like that. He gave it to me and he gave me things I didn't ask for because God got that religion off of me through the Holy Spirit where I felt like whatever I got from him was a blessing. And I didn't feel like I deserved. Got to watch that because you can easily slip over there. I slept, how you say slept over there, stepped over there a couple times and, and the Lord smacked, smacked my beak and said, uh-uh, get back over there. And so you have to really stay focused and know that God is not trying to hold withhold anything from you. He just don't want your flesh to get involved in what you're doing. Amen. So let the word of God be your standard. That's the line. You draw the line with the word. And then you you don't cross over that line. You stay on the side you're supposed to stay on. And you will always get victory in whatever whatever your hands touch will prosper. And that's just the way it is. You don't have to force anything because you don't have to force God because God chose you. He chose me. So he's already given you <laughs> the desires of your heart. He gave you salvation. And I, and I look at it like this. You can't beat what God is doing for us. Because think about this. When he saved us, that's just like saving your household. Your household. Get a, get a uh, what's that free card? Get out of jail free card. Amen. Even if he have to take them home early, you got to look at it like this. If you want to be real, be real. They made it to heaven. Amen. And that's better than spending living old and spending an eternity in hell. So you just have to be realistic about these things. It hurt, but salvation is a is the number one thing. Amen. And so he when he took us, he took our families. Drunk old Uncle Joe and all the rest of them. <laughs> Queer pro Joe. 
and all the rest of the, you know, liars and leakers. He took them all in. And that's, that's, it's just more than you can even really imagine. And all you have to do is stay cool and pray for them. And if they're uh, causing too much trouble, stay away from them people. I don't care who they are. When God separated me, he separated me from my whole family. You know what I'm saying? My mother was mad at me because I left the church. My father was mad at me because my mother was mad. He even know what was going on. But he was mad because mama was mad. And mama was mad because she didn't have nobody to brag on in the church. See, there's always something carnal. And I was gone because I was looking for more. And so you got to make a choice. So, and then this is the thing that the Lord showed me, not back then, but I've learned since then, because my parents were saved. They just backed away from God because they didn't know no better. You know, they didn't go to church every Sunday, but they sent us. They made sure we went. We even went to um, vocational Bible school every morning in the summer. And then we had to go to the swimming pool. But my mother made us respect God. And understand God and put him in your life. Then had to go to Catholic school. So she she had us in Baptist. uh, (laughs) Baptist vocational Bible school. And the swimming pool was in the back of the church. And then he had us. They had us across town in the Catholic school. Amen. But it worked. Amen. And they didn't go nowhere. (laughs) But they made sure we went. Hallelujah. I don't even know where I am. Praise God. But you have to desire more. And when God is giving you more, don't run from God. When things get, when you mess up, this is the one thing I have found. When you mess up, don't run from God. Be bold enough to stand there and go to God and say, you know what? Let me tell you the easy way I messed up. Cause you, you're going to do that anyway. Whether you go to God or not. Some people think if they don't go to God, that means I ain't mess up. No, that means you stupid. Because you care, carrying around all that baggage. Go to him and say, Lord, can you fix this? Because I messed up. And I'm finding more and more, even the small things that mean something to you. If if uh, you go to God and say, can you help me out with this? He'll, he'll help you out. He will do it. Well, my yard needed to be <laughs> last week. And Miss Pat came through with a, a guy with a shovel. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that shovel? He got he got it cleaned and cleaned hers. And that was nothing but God. Because I had asked God, could he help me send somebody to clean that yard? And I saw these trucks and the guy that basically dumped us. But uh he was next door. And I said, I know he going to do my yard. He didn't do it. And I said, God, I thought you was going to get somebody to do it. He did. He had somebody else do it. Because that man needed to sow some seed. God know what he's doing. And he did. Amen. Miss Pat was sitting out there and, you know, he was working. And that was some heavy snow. Remember, it had rained on it. It was heavy and hard to move. But he did it. And so God always has a plan. But we have to trust him to do it 
he will do it he'll do it he'll do it he just will the smallest things i know one time i it's not been long ago and i couldn't do something and i said well god can you fix that and he sent the help through the door and he fixed that and he just showed me y'all can do whatever you need done what you what else you need <laughs> he just will and so he he doesn't have you out there by yourself now it, it helps to have money to take care of these things but all the time when you call people on the phone they want to make an appointment and they take their time and you got to pay them but i'm telling you god gets the work done because he knows what what needs to be done and he get, gets it done right away so let the word of god be your standard let it be your determining factor and don't be fooled by what you see i can't stress that enough don't be fooled by what you see and don't be and what you hear you know i've been you know well i'm not going to get political but i can tell you this one thing from looking at the news i see i see people will lie on you and make it seem real and and this is and i was asking the lord what is wrong with these people but see this is where he showed me they think that stuff is real because see when you deceived you believe things that's not real and they believe this stuff is real and to convince people they convince some people and it sound real and i'm so thankful I know I can see through that with the eyes of God. But you cannot look, don't believe what you hear, everything you hear. Let the word of God be your standard. Let it be your launching pad, so to speak. But but don't believe everything you're fed because the devil is conniving. And yeah, it sounds good. But if you if you don't know truth, then you'll believe that and it's lies. And I just never knew people would just, I thought it was against the law to lie on somebody on the news, but I guess it ain't. And people can print things they want to print about you. But I know one thing, if people start taking people to court, lying on them on Facebook and stuff like that, because you can do that. And people will stop lying so much. And so I just have never seen anything like, like this. And and they take, but then the lies that people tell, they don't want to go to jail for it. They want to send you to jail for for something that's not real and something they made up. Ain't that crazy? Very crazy. It just makes no sense. But the Lord was showing me, he said, that's the work of the devil. And you cannot believe everything you hear or everything you see. So anyway, it's good to be in the loop with God. Hallelujah. So the only way to win this warfare is with truth, the truth of God. And when you have truth, it may seem like you have nothing because the devil is raving, the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing. But you who sit in the heavens are laughing. They laugh at the devil and his people because they know that this stuff is not going to stand. It, it has to be broken with truth. Amen. And when truth comes in, it's like light amen and the bible says to gird yourself that means wrap the truth around you just it's just you and truth and even if you have nothing but truth you've got it all because god will come through for you amen let's go to second tim first timothy 2 hallelujah first timothy 2 
First Timothy two verse one. Okay. First Timothy two one through seven. And it says, now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, whether by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. So in other words, look, people's going to say, oh, we living in the last days. Oh, that's the Antichrist. Oh, don't listen to that stuff. And don't be worried about it. Amen. Because I know that it's in the word. And you'll know exactly what's happening by the word. It's just a perfect example of what I was saying before. That the people will lie, lie, lie. But don't fall for that. You just stand firm and don't be wish washing, you know, like believing one thing and then, well, that does sound true. And it don't, don't be like that. Stand firm on what God gave you. Whether you look like the ship is, is going to sink, stay with the sinking ship if that's what you think it's because see in reality it ain't sinking it's sailing (laughs) you ain't on a sinking ship your ship is sailing amen it's all in what you think and it's all in what the devil presents to you to make you think your ship is failing sinking it's not sinking this ministry is not sinking People lie and spread lies to try to cause it to, to sink. And some of it is true. And we know how to repent and go back to doing what we're doing. But for the most part, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to do. So let them lie. Let them talk. Let them call. Let them do whatever they want to do. Because this ship is sailing. And you may feel like it's sinking. A lot of people like to desert a sinking ship because they think it's sinking. You got to have eyes to see and ears to hear. It ain't sinking. It's sailing. Amen. And so you have to hear God and hear what he's saying and know exactly what what's going on, really. Because the devil will tell you anything. He'll tell you, oh, your marriage failing or you'll never do this. You know, just lies. Can't, you, you'll never get anywhere listening to that stuff. Amen. Let no one deceive you, verse 3, by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the the son of perdition, uh, who, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So do not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things. I mean, it says, do you not remember? 
that when I was still with you, I told you these things. And now you know what is restraining. Is that restraining? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do will do so until he is taken out of the way. Amen. And so, in other words, don't worry about these evil people. And don't try to figure out who the Antichrist is. <laughs> don't try to figure out who the man of perdition is. It will be revealed. And Jesus will reveal that at the right time. Get in the word. You'll know exactly what's going on. I've heard people say back when in uh, 2008, people were saying Obama was the Antichrist. Remember? And the Lord said he ain't the Antichrist. And quit saying that. Of course, I didn't, but I, I wanted to say, yeah, that's right. But a lot of people were saying that. Now they're saying our president, now nah, he's the Antichrist. He ain't him either. But God will let you know when the man of perdition appears. Amen. Hallelujah. And anyway, we shouldn't even be going there. All we need to be doing is trying to figure out how, how your taxes and how much money you got and Hey, my check was increased. That's all I care about. And I'm thankful for it. Amen. Praise God. More jobs for my grandchildren. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Amen. So, you know, verse eight says, wait a minute. Verse seven. Did I do that? It says for the mystery of lawlessness. Yeah, I read that is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of satan with all uh, power signs and lying wonders <laughs> So in other words, see, Satan don't have the real thing and his people don't have the real thing. All they have is the fake, fake news, fake this, fake that. It's just fake, you know, unless God call it into being and uh, assign these people. They're just they have fake works and and the devil can cause some fake manifestations. Just look at uh, what's that guy, Tyler Henry. You know, he talked to the dead and he tried to do it in a cute little way. And uh, what's Long Island medium? I mean, those are false signs and wonders. They're not real. It's witchcraft. And so you have to be you have to be careful about that. You got to know where information is coming from. Time about they talk to the dead. That'll give you a clue right there. And so you, you don't want anything to do with the dead. You want to do with the living. Because uh, my mom and my father and my sister, they're with the Lord. Amen. And there's no man on this earth can tell me anything that they said. It's just ridiculous. Hallelujah. But uh, verse 13 talks about standing fast. It says, but we are bound to give thanks to God always 
for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord and Christ Jesus Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I'm in 15. Brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by epistle. Hallelujah. I'm going to just, uh, I'll go on to read the 16. And now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting, um, consolidation. Is that? Yeah. Y'all not going to tell me anyway. Consolidation and good hope by grace and comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work, work, every good word and work. All right. I wasn't supposed to go that far, but I did. So you if if we don't have truth, we don't know who we are, man, and what we possess. We must have truth. Amen. The church have been given spiritual resources, spiritual resources, and one of those resources is truth. The word of God is truth, and we've been given that. Amen. It's available to us, and we need to use this truth, spiritual truth, during warfare. If you don't use truth, if you don't come into the knowledge of the truth, you're fighting with fake weapons. Amen. So we must learn to use the authority given to the church. And we have all power over evil. We have to remember that. And we fight with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And when you're using the word of God, you can't miss. But when you are using your own weapons, you're going to miss. That is, i.e., cussing somebody out getting even you know telling somebody or putting them in their place i want to put her in her place i was so upset when i was coming this morning some guy uh cut me off and i was just looking at him but god told me what he's gonna do say he's gonna try to cut you off he was over here to the right and he wanted i was in a turning lane well he wanted to get in you know how sometimes you want to get in a turning lane it's too late and so i just stopped and then he and and he had his light, but would never go. And I just had a few choice words for him, but you know I just held my peace, although he was wrong. So and what I'm saying is, a lot of people they do what's wrong, and they try to the devil tries to get under your skin. But if you stay with God, He will always warn you when somebody is about to do something dumb, and they can't stop your day. So I just stopped. And I looked at him because I said, now here he comes over here. He, he want to come over here. He way over here and I'm right here. And so he's trying to figure out how to get over here without asking me or putting his hand up or something. He's just going to take it, get him. So I just stopped. So you have to get wisdom from God. Just small things like that that could have cost me. But, um, you know, you just have to hear from God just in small things. We cannot be deceived. Second Corinthians 10. I'm almost done because I know y'all sleepy and I know y'all tired. You good? Well, then we're going to keep going. 
Second Corinthians 10, verse 3. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. See, if you war according to the flesh, you lost the war. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Hallelujah. So you pull down strongholds and your warfare is mighty through God, not through your own self. But through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You pull down strongholds uh, through the word of God and through the leading of the Lord. God will always make you hit the bullseye. It's, we're living in times where it's, you have to pray a little longer, pray a little harder, pray a little, little mightier. But God is still with you. He's just giving us a, a spiritual exercise in the things that are important. Because of what's to come. Amen. Verse 3, did I read that? It says, though we walk in the flesh, we do. Okay. Let's see, where am I supposed to be reading? Thank you. And verse 4 says, I did that, the weapons of our warfare. Let's go to 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. And that is stop listening to false stuff. Stop believing with your eyes. Stop trusting what you see. You know, but trust in what God is doing. Trust in all the stuff that you want is in the visible, in the invisible realm. So why would you even deal with the, the, the natural realm when all your stuff is in the invisible realm? What you want to do is pull it over into the natural realm amen and so casting down arguments that voice that's in your mind telling you that it ain't gonna work or god ain't this or you didn't do that or they don't like me or whatever it is you know cast down those thoughts and the the bible says a high thing and that means it's competing with the word of god that's how serious are what we have in our minds is serious. You got to pull down everything that exalts itself higher than the knowledge of God, bringing every thought and you have to fight that stuff because it's poison. Amen. Make it come into the obedience of God. Verse six says, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. Once you fall over into obedience, don't go back over there and don't say it's okay. And God understands telling people because he don't. Amen. He don't understand sin. Now, certain situations we get into, he understands because he knows how we got there and he knows how you're going to get out. But but don't tell people that's in sin. It's okay because it's not okay. It ain't okay. And at some point, if you don't tell them, yeah, they're going to get mad. But you have to tell them anyway, if it's your job to tell them. And if it ain't, mind your own business. Amen. Because too many people are trying to watch you. And they, the, what is that? The eye, the, the peg in their eyes, mold in their eyes bigger than, yeah, whatever. And, and see the devil, and that's deception from the devil 
quit looking at what other people are doing. Amen. And take care of your own self. Amen. Because you just did it last week. <laughs> Amen. That's just the same. But, you know, we we can't go by our own. Lean not to your own understanding. Trust God to tell you. And, I, and if God don't tell you, you don't need to know. Ephesians 1 through uh, 117 is one of my favorite scriptures. And I'm going to be finished in a minute. Because I think I finished up everything. I think I got just one more, one more scripture. Ephesians 1.17. Hallelujah. And well, let's do 16. It says, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. Hallelujah. So revelation and wisdom opens gifts that you get, opens gifts. It opens the gift of prosperity. Wisdom and revelation opens the gift of healing. It opens the gift of success, of deliverance. All of these things, wisdom and revelation opens, opens gifts, opens the gift of healing. Hallelujah. The spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, helps the believer's authority. So it helps you understand and use the weapons of your warfare. Amen. Verse 18. It says the eyes that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. In other words, you come out of that foggy uh atmosphere like an airplane that passed through clouds and you start to see a clearing amen and so you start to see things more clearly and all of that fog that's the devil's stuff because he's assigned to try to stop you and confuse you and so when you start get back on the god side and start listening to him Casting down imaginations, we just read that in every high thing that exalts itself uh, above the knowledge of God. And when you start to do that, then you you come into this clearing where God starts to speak to you. <laughs> and you know that you're coming into it because the fog, the confusion. See, that fog is confusion. Amen. And when you start to see clearly that confusion or that smoke leave, you heard that term smoke screen. The devil keeps a smoke screen because he don't want you to follow the word of God. He wants you to get off on the wrong tangent or get off on the wrong foot. Amen. Or, or uh, get out of the boat when you're not supposed to, you know, stay on the on the, the gospel ship. And sometimes the devil will throw that fog and confusion in there so that you don't have a clearing and you don't understand what's happening. And you start going by what how things look instead of what what you know. And what you know is the word of God is your base. Amen. Hey, Stale. The word of God is your base. That my daughter over there. And verse 19 says, it's Ephesians 1:19. It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power 
toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty miracles hallelujah in other words greatness goes to those who believe he imparts greatness and he imparts revelation knowledge and he imparts prayer he imparts purpose all of these things god imparts to his people he's working he's steady working for us we just mad you know and we don't listen but he is imparting you know we all do that we get mad because it ain't working it's working see what you have to understand is things are worked out in the spirit realm and then the natural realm catches up with the spirit realm and so it may look like stuff is not working but then there's so many script scriptures you can fall on fall on the one that says god works together everything for the good you know because even though it looks messed up you know god is still working things together for you but in the net in the spirit realm everything is lovely amen in the spirit realm god's already done it he's already healed you he's already blessed you he's already found your husband all you got to do is get your spiritual eyes you know this is what i i I believe and i heard pastor barb say it several times and i believe it i didn't used to believe it but i believe it now because god has shown that to me he shows people he lets people run into your real supposed to be husband at some point especially when you go marry the wrong one (laughs) he he if you think back you have run into that person and it's probably somebody that you you know didn't give a a second look to because you know why we always want the one that we think is right for us but it's so good when you allow God to bring you the one. And let me give you a clue. It won't be your idea. And it won't be man's idea. It'll be his idea because God speaks to the husband. And that's why so many people get married, never even saw first date. And you hear people say, when I, the minute I saw her, I knew she was my wife because God speaks to the man. He don't speak to no woman saying, that's my Boaz. He don't do that. That's just some fake. It's like the fake news. It ain't real. You just saw somebody you wanted and you got your heart, you know, and your mind set on him. But I'm like this. God, bring it on. You know what I'm saying? And generally, you won't like that person. You might and you might not. This one lady, I was uh, looking at her. That's why I like to look at house hunters. And you know how in the beginning they give a little background of how they met. And, and he'll say, I knew she was my wife. And she said, but I didn't like him. He said, yes, you did. You know, and it's always the same thing. And I notice those are are good marriages. And then you get these two couple, like I was loving the, the house and what they did. Found out at the end they weren't even married. I got mad. I said, oh, brother, you know. And they were fussing already. Couldn't make a decision. They were the opposites. That's why. Because y'all have nothing in common. It's like a lot of people say, yeah, and he, he picked me up. And he said, nah, I just, you know, you know you loved me. And she said, but. I just settled 
for it because we, I mean, not settled. That's the, I'm just me, that's me saying that. But he won me over because we had so much in common. It's because God already matched that up. Amen. And so you have to be willing to let God, you know, pick the person and trust it. Because when God match it up, it's going to work. I don't care what comes against you. It's going to work. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. So I got off talking about that. But he gives you the wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And what is this exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? And so let's see. Let me go to 20. It says, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age to come. And you know what that is? When those doctors give you long names of that stuff and cancer and mesothelioma and all of these illnesses you can't pronounce it's saying here that god's name is above that it says and every name that is to come amen the more new diseases now did you hear about that virus is going you can't even pronounce that but god's name is above that too amen and we used to have something of some country called a bird flu and it came over into the United States. But God wiped that out. Amen. And so we have to. And, and another thing, just be careful where you go. Be sure God is telling you where to go. They said it was so many. Thank you. It was so many people at the airport trying to get from over in China. <laughs> I want to come home. <laughs> But the airport couldn't couldn't keep them back. All the people that was trying to get out of there running from that flu. So just be sure God told you to be where you are, because if he is, he's already taken care of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Now, where am I at? So in other words, verse 18, I read that, but that is a prophecy. I thought I'd bring that to light. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that you may know the hope of your calling in Christ Jesus. That's a prophecy. Amen. And it's for you and it's for me. So it starts with not walking in the flesh, but walking in the spirit. You operate out of the spirit. You don't operate out of the flesh. You do everything that you're supposed to do by the spirit. Amen. And this was Paul's prayer to the church. Hallelujah. He he says that we're to receive the spirit of wisdom and knowledge in the revelation of him. But one thing I want to stress, don't look at how things look in the natural. See, people that do that, they're carnal. How you doing? Oh, I'm healed. But how you really doing? See, that's carnality. And so you have to, you know, you have to stand your ground because you have to stand. Having done all, stand and and keep your mind free by casting down all of these vain imaginations. Because every thought that comes, you'll learn. People will learn the longer you stay with God, every thought that you think is not of God. That's why he says casting down um, imaginations and everything that 
works against God because the devil will try to um, trip you up. I have one more. It's Colossians 1, 9, if you write that down. Amen. God is constantly revealing and unveiling his knowledge and his wisdom. Amen. Well, Father, we do thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord, and we bless you, and we lift you up. We thank you for your word. We thank you for deliverance, healing. Thank you that you have set us free, Lord God. And we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we leave. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we put a little, a little something, something on.